The other thing that you can think about is asking yourself why the goals are important. So I think you're picking up on a theme in this episode that a lot of effective goal setting centers around reflection, slowing down and learning to trust yourself and listen to your intuition. So if you start asking yourself why the goals are important, some goals might rise up in the ranks of importance and it could become very clear which goal you should actually prioritize and work on. Hey, Goal Achievers, welcome to Elite Achievement, your go-to podcast for service-based business owners who want to achieve their goals and grow their businesses. Hear inspiring stories from other business owners, learn goal achievement strategies, and overcome the challenges you face when growing your business. I'm Kristen Burke, your host and coach, here to help you achieve your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve. Hey, Goal Achievers. Welcome back to Elite Achievement. I am really excited for these next two episodes. So I thought I would do something a little bit different for the November episodes, and I reached out to my network on social media, and I asked my network two questions around setting and achieving goals. So if we're not connected socially, you can follow me on Instagram at meet Kristen Burke. And we'll go ahead and we'll link that in the show notes. So I asked my network to share one question around setting goals and what is the hardest part of achieving goals? And I was fascinated with the responses. I think one of the things that I take for granted is that I talk about setting goals. I talk about achieving goals. I work with my clients on these two topics all the time. And so the answers that came in were things that surprised me because I thought, huh, I didn't realize other people have these types of questions. So I'm really looking forward to sharing some insight and answering these questions because my guess is if I heard these multiple times on my social media platforms, you likely have these same questions around setting and achieving goals. So today I'm going to answer the most frequently asked questions around setting goals. And then next week, I will be answering the most frequently asked questions around achieving goals. So yes, the next episode is coming out a week early because we're releasing it in advance of Thanksgiving. So after listening to these two episodes, if you still have questions around setting goals, achieving goals, if you have questions that I don't answer, go ahead and send me a DM and I'm happy to give you some insight that way. So let's get started with questions around goal setting. One of the most frequently asked questions centered around where do I start with goals? So I think that this is such a powerful question to be thinking about. Where do I start with goals? Because if you set the wrong goal, you're likely not going to achieve that goal. So one of the things that I recommend is that you start by asking yourself, why do I want to set goals? What do I want to get out of setting goals and starting to get a framework for why you want to set a goal in the first place? 
Is it because you want to grow and you want to develop? Is it because you want to achieve a certain recognition or achieve a certain status? Is it because you want to feel really good about yourself and you want to feel like you're making progress? So before you sit down and actually start writing out your goals, I highly encourage you to think about why you want to set goals in the first place. And then once you get that level of clarity, now you can move forward and start setting goals based off of your long-term vision. So I'm a big believer that our long-term vision is going to serve as a roadmap for where it is that we want to go in business and in life. And once we have this clarity around our long-term vision, we are able then to set really meaningful goals for the next year that are going to move us in the direction of a long-term vision. Now, I know when I say long-term vision, some of you might be rolling your eyes or you might be feeling a little anxious or nervous about writing a long-term vision. And I felt the same way for a very long time. So for a very long time in my corporate career, I didn't see the need to have a long-term vision. I thought, well, I'm just an employee, so why should I even write a long-term vision? What difference is that going to make? And wow, was I so incredibly wrong. I am extremely grateful for a women's leadership program that I had a chance to participate in because that program made me write a vision. One of our first assignments in that women's leadership program was to draft a long-term vision. And I remember being so overwhelmed with the concept of writing a long-term vision and thinking, how in the world am I supposed to know what I want life to look like 10 years from now? I'm not even sure what I want life to look like one year from now. And I remember putting off this assignment and I was feverishly typing my vision on the flight from LA to Chicago. Chicago is where we had our first fly-in meeting. And I was so nervous that I was doing my vision so late, but I, I needed that accountability. I needed that deadline to get the vision done. And since then, I've learned a lot about visioning. So one of the things that I've learned is that our vision is a draft. It is a draft that can and should be evolved. In fact, on a recent coaching call with a client, he asked me, how often should I update my business vision? And it led to a really powerful discussion around, is that business vision that you wrote a couple of years ago still moving your practice and your business in the right direction? And if that vision is not still moving your practice in the right direction, it's time to rewrite it. And so I think sometimes we have this belief that once we write a vision, it's almost like we set it and forget it. And once we write that vision, it's like we lock in and we dig our heels in. And that's the only vision that we have to go after. And what I really learned through my experience with visioning is that a vision is a draft. It's a draft that you can and you should evolve. And that's exactly what happened in my situation. Because of that first vision I wrote in the Women's Leadership Program, I started to grow my confidence and my courage around where I thought I wanted to take my career. That means I raised my hand for different opportunities. I took risk in my career. And I did things that I wouldn't have otherwise done without that vision. 
Now that first vision I wrote is no longer the direction that I am taking my career and taking my life. But what that vision did is it helped catapult me to where I am today. And that vision also helped me set a lot of very intentional goals along the way to help move in the direction of that vision. And even today, I still read my long-term vision before I go into goal setting. And one of the things I know I need to do during my goal planning and goal setting for 2024 is I need to rewrite my vision. There are parts of it that still feel very compelling and very true to me. And there are other parts of that vision that I need to revisit and I need to rewrite. And I know by doing that, I am going to be able to set very intentional goals for the next year in my business, in my life to help me grow in the direction of that vision. So if you're feeling overwhelmed with where to start with goal setting, start by asking yourself that question, why do I want to set goals? And then start to draft out your long-term vision. And if you are thinking, I have no idea where to start with my long-term vision, go to the show notes and download my favorite vision prompt questions. And these questions are going to help guide you along the way as you start to draft your vision. The next question that I received centered around how many goals you should focus on. So several of you want to know how many goals is too many to set? How many goals should I have? And once again, I'm going to encourage you to start by asking yourself some questions. I know people are wanting me to say a concrete answer. They want to know an exact number of goals that they should set to get really successful results because we like certainty, right? We as humans, we want to know what works. We want to know what doesn't. We want to know the path of least resistance. Yet the goal setting process is highly personalized. Most people tend to have better success by focusing on fewer goals. A narrow focus tends to increase the likelihood of achieving our goals. But before placing a number around the right number of goals to set, I encourage you to ask yourself some questions. First, what is my experience setting and achieving goals? So if you are experienced setting and notice I'm saying and achieving goals, that means you can probably set more goals. You likely have the systems and processes in place for reviewing your goals, for tracking towards your goals. So you are likely able to handle more goals than someone who is newer to the goal setting and achieving process. Second, go back to your answer around why you want it to set goals in the first place. What is your desired outcome of setting goals? A lot of growth can happen along the goal achievement journey. And if your only objective is to say, I did it, I achieved that goal, you might want to set less goals. If your objective is to grow, that might encourage you to set more goals. Third, ask yourself, what is important to me and my life and my business? This question is really significant because it's going to help you start to prioritize. It's going to help you identify categories of significance to help you set goals. 
I believe between five to six categories of significance allows for a blend of personal and professional goals without an overwhelming number of goals to focus on. Some examples of categories include financial goals. And for the business owners who are listening, this could be revenue. This could be a goal around reducing expenses. This could be a goal around increasing profit. Business growth goals. These goals could center around sales, new client acquisition, or new products or services that you want to launch. Business operations goals. And these goals could be around your marketing initiatives or how you want to grow your team. You can use personal growth as a category, which could help you grow as a leader of your business. It could help you grow a different skill set. It could help you grow personally by listening to podcasts or the number of books that you read. You could set goals in the category of health or fitness and family. And you can also choose categories that are more relevant and significant to you and your life. But once you identify your categories of significance, you can then start to set one or two goals in each category. As your business grows and becomes more complex, you'll likely start to have more goals and you'll also have leaders on your team who will help you achieve those goals. You'll be able to, as a business leader, work through others to achieve your goals. Are you tired of setting goals that you never achieve? Do you want to learn how to set realistic and achievable goals that will take your business or career to new heights and come up with a plan to actually reach them? If you are a business owner or leader in your company that has been struggling with taking your success to the next level, you have to check out my new course launching in December called the Goal Setting Success Course. Learn how to set effective goals create a clear action plan, and achieve success in multiple areas of your life. I've spent years coaching business owners and leaders to identify their strengths and weaknesses, overcome obstacles, and stay motivated to achieve their goals, and I can do the same for you. Don't let another year pass you by without achieving the success you deserve. Sign up for the Goal Setting Success Course waitlist to be the first to know when it launches, and get an exclusive discount, and start achieving your goals and reaching your highest potential. Another question I received is, how do you pick which goal to work on? So for those of you that have a lot of goals and might feel overwhelming, you're like, ah, which one do I work on? Well, one thing I want to point out is be mindful of conflicting goals. So I'll share with you an example. A couple of years ago, I was facilitating a mastermind with a couple of other women, and one of the elements of our mastermind were small group coaching opportunities. And I didn't realize when we designed it, but at the time, what I learned is that by selling this small group coaching opportunity, it was actually a conflict for one of the services I offer in my business. And so I facilitate different study groups for high-performing women or groups of financial advisors, even groups of recruiters in financial services. And I thought, okay, wait a minute. This is not an alignment. This is a conflicting goal because if I sell it through the mastermind, 
Now I'm dividing the profit with my two business partners at the time versus if I sell it on my own, I'm not dividing the profit. So it was a conflict. And that's what I want you to look for as you are evaluating your goals and trying to choose the ones to work on. Do the goals that you set support one another or do they distract and take away from one another? Because if you have conflicting goals, that's going to absolutely be a challenge on your goal achievement journey. The other thing that you can think about is asking yourself why the goals are important. So I think you're picking up on a theme in this episode that a lot of effective goal setting centers around reflection, slowing down and learning to trust yourself and listen to your intuition. So if you start asking yourself why the goals are important, some goals might rise up in the ranks of importance, and it could become very clear which goal you should actually prioritize and work on. And then the other thing you can look at is how do the goals that you set connect to your vision? So going back to that very first question that we answered is where do I start with goal setting? So as you're evaluating all the goals that you set, asking yourself, which one moves me closer to my vision can be a really powerful way to narrow down your focus and choose the goals to work on. One other thought is that as you're evaluating your goals, it's important that you ask yourself, is this a goal that I can focus on in the next year? Or if you're using a quarterly system, the next quarter, or is this more of a long-term vision? I think sometimes we confuse goals with long-term vision. If you're challenged with which ones to work on, pick the ones that you can work on in the next year or the next quarter. And then some of the others might actually be more visionary, might be long-term goals, which can roll up into that long-term vision. This was a really interesting question that I received. And, And the question was, If you don't have a defined goal in mind, but know you're not satisfied with your current state, how do you figure out what your ultimate goal is? So I think this question in and of itself is putting a heck of a lot of pressure on you to figure out your ultimate goal. And so if I was meeting with this person for a coaching conversation, I would certainly ask more about what ultimate goal means so I can get more clarity around what it is that they're really striving to go after by asking this question. But since I don't have that opportunity here on the podcast, what I will share is you can do a brainstorm and ask yourself the questions what do I want more of? What do I want less of? What do I want more of in life? What do I want less of in life? What do I want more of in business? What do I want less of in business? And as you ask yourself those questions and go through a brainstorm, you're going to start to learn what are some of the things that are important to you. And it could start to become obvious what you can set your goals around by asking yourself those two questions. I loved this question. I'm curious, how beneficial is it to write down or notate a specific goal versus just thinking of an abstractish goal and keeping it in my brain? It is absolutely a game changer to write down your goal and then to track towards it. So if you hold your goals in your mind and you never write them down and you never speak them, you're not really giving your goals 
a lot of life. It's almost as if you don't believe in your goals and that you're lacking confidence around your goals. But once you start to write down those goals, now you can start to build a plan around those goals. And then you can track towards those goals every week in your Friday ritual every month in your month in review, every quarter in your quarterly review. When your goals are written down, you're able to share them with others. You can share them with members on your team that you lead. And you are really starting to take your goals much more seriously. So if you're the kind of person that loves to think about your goals, but you're not writing them down, I want to challenge you to write them down as we go into this new year. And Don't just stop at writing them down. Also go back and revisit your goals because you're going to learn so much about yourself, your goal achieving tendencies, your goal setting habits by keeping track and writing everything down. Like, I don't know about you, but my brain is full of so much information at any given time. I mean, it's just a, it's a juggle between all the things I need to do in business, all the personal tasks, like the the recipes I want to try to cook someday that I'm likely not going to cook and we're going to end up ordering pizza for dinner for the third time in a week. But our brains are just constantly thinking of different, different things. So writing your goals down will take them out of all that chaos in your mind and you will be able to set forth a plan to achieve those goals. And the last question I want to answer is how do you keep goals realistic or achievable. I love this comment that someone left. Too big or lofty often ends in defeat. So I think this goes back to what we started talking about when I was answering the question, how do you pick which goal to work on? So don't confuse your goals with vision. A vision is long-term and aspirational and This should be lofty. So if you are looking at your goals and they are feeling way too unrealistic or not achievable, ask yourself, should this actually be part of my vision versus a goal I am focused on in the new year? And once again, self-reflection is going to guide you to answer this question. So we have to go back to that question around why do I want to achieve this goal? What is the purpose of this goal? Then ask yourself, what will it take to achieve this goal? And am I willing to do it? See, I think it's one thing to set these big aspirational goals. But at the end of the day, if you're not willing to do the work to achieve the goal, then yes, it's going to feel like a big lofty goal that often ends in defeat. And then another question you can ask yourself is, will I feel defeated? if I set a lofty goal and don't achieve it. So sometimes I like to ask my clients this question and I have some clients that say, yes, I am going to feel horrible if I don't achieve the goal that I set. And that tells me that they might be someone who wants more sustainable growth. So they wanna grow in increments over time. But if you're the type of person that says, no, I'm gonna feel thrilled about my progress regardless if I achieve the goal, And if you are that kind of person, I am slightly jealous because I think the achiever in me definitely answers yes to I will feel defeated. But if you're the type of person that will feel thrilled about your progress, regardless if you achieve it or not, then that is an indication that you are probably seeking outsized growth and you can set bigger, loftier goals. 
And as I say that, another thought comes to my mind that each one of us needs to define what bigger or lofty means to us. I think this is a goal setting question that can trigger comparison. And this is why it's so important to go back to your vision and what is the business you are building and what is the life that you are building. So that way you can set goals that are going to help you grow in the direction that you want to grow. And the last thought that comes to mind around setting realistic or achievable goals is that you need to evaluate fear. And are you limiting your own potential. So I think fear starts to play into goal setting quite often. And we might get an idea or an inkling of something that feels very exciting and it's energizing. We have extreme clarity around why we want to achieve the goal. It aligns with our vision, but then we hold ourselves back and say, Ooh, is it realistic? Ooh, is it too lofty? Because we're dealing with fear. We're dealing with a false expectation that's appearing real. And you might have fear of failure or you might have fear of success. And so one of the the things that could be very helpful is if you're starting to feel that the goal is unrealistic, ask yourself, why do I think this way? And maybe you're setting the right goal and we need to think differently about the time frame, or we need to set a mile marker goal, like a smaller goal to get there. So I'll relate it to running. Maybe if ultimately you want to run a marathon and you're currently not running at all, well, maybe your first goal is a 5k, then a 10k, then a half marathon. So it's sometimes we might need to take that really big, what feels like big lofty goal and set smaller goals along the way. But ultimately it comes down to evaluating fear and are you limiting your own potential. So I hope that this episode gives you some guidance around setting goals and that it serves as a reminder that we really truly do have the answers within ourselves. And effective goal setting requires you to slow down and take the time to reflect. And if after listening to this episode, you are thinking, I want more support with goal setting, then get on the wait list for my very first course, Goal Setting Success. The course is going live in December. And in this course, I am going to teach you a framework you can use to set effective goals. In the Goal Setting Success course, you will learn about your personal goal setting and goal achieving tendencies. So you stop setting goals you don't achieve. Think of me as your accountability partner to setting meaningful and doable goals and get ready for your best year yet. Join the waitlist via the link in the show notes so you are one of the first to know when the course is live and also to receive an exclusive discount. I want to encourage you as we go into goal setting season that goal setting is a practice that can be improved over time. The more you practice setting goals, the better you'll become. I'm reminded of one of my clients. We've coached together now for four years, which I am so beyond grateful for. And I recently complimented her on her growth with goal setting. When we first started coaching together, she didn't have clear goals. And now she is extremely clear and confident with her goals. And she's even leading planning days with her team members. She was willing to put in the work to grow as a goal achiever, which means I know you can too. 
Hey, Goal Achiever, congrats on investing time in your growth and finishing another episode. If you are left craving more goal achieving and business growing wisdom, visit my website, kristenburke.com and check out the resources page. Here, you will find my popular breakout plan, which has helped hundreds plan, prioritize, and progress towards their goals. Vision prompts to help you draft your vision and a mid-year goal check-in to help you reconnect and reignite your passion for your goals. Together, let's close the gap between the goals you set and the goals you achieve.